Being a real sluggo. Or a fuggo. Padded Room Radio is back on the air, you motherfuckers! My name is Darian, I'm back for another week of horror goodness, coming straight to your dirty, funky, wax-ridden ear holes. Mm, Jason Harrell is in the house. I'm in the his out. The soothing sounds of Jason Harrell, ladies Hello, and gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What's up with you, big guy? Uh, just uh, suffering my way through work and fighting off potential spammers on your website. Man, they are coming in hard they and fast. Coming hard and heavy. Everybody wants to be a member of the padded room. Apparently, about ten thousand Russians and a lot of Nigerian princes. Yes, also. But we're swatting them away as much as we can. They're still in there, though. Somehow, I don't know. They keep. Uh, well, I guess we're just huge in Nigeria and Russia. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, huge totally. fan base. That's what it is. They're crazy. <laughs> Igor Gyolgvik and uh, Prince Nahim. All those guys that can't understand a word we're saying. Yeah, of course. They're they love better. us. They're they love off. us, man. What's <laughs> new with you, man? Not a thing. I'm exhausted. I've been partying too much lately. Dude. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, the parent the other parents of the kids on Deacon's football team. Mm-hmm. He's the only white kid on the team, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's all Hispanic. And they love us. They love they love themselves some us. So we get invited to every single... Gotta have the gratuitous gringos anyway, You know what? Somebody's got to talk to the cops when they come. So <laughs> it's probably us. <laughs> they might need their FICO score looked at or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we've been invited to every single birthday party, every graduation. Mm-hmm. Dude, these motherfuckers can drink. They get I, down. I need a vacation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The pull up, I roll in last week. So I go, oh, look out, white guy with a Modelo. That's <laughs> yeah, going down, dude. <laughs> I yeah, need. Yeah, they probably uh, keep up with you, if not surpass you. Oh, these, all these guys are like 10 years younger than me, too. Oh, so okay. that doesn't help at all. And uh, I, as soon as I get a one quarter of a beer in me, <laughs> I. One good Zima. I naturally assume that I'm 25 again and yeah. can just be jumping off of buildings and stuff. <laughs> It's a good time. I just my liver needs a break, man. Yeah. I, got, I need to have a cool down. Maybe some uh, what cranberry juice or something. What do you own? Your period. What is it? Your period. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. It's a good time though, man. And the food is always great. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, dude. That's for the real. best part. Oh yeah, they got the grill going. You can smell it as you're coming around the corner, pulling into the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you need to get out of there quick, just you know, call immigration. You're good to go. <laughs> I got my I got my green card, motherfuckers. <laughs> ah, shit, Jason. We got a regular horror show to get into here, amigo. We got horror news. Listener Look at mail. you oblong some Espanol already. I know. See? I've been, <laughs> dude, I got to take a break from these dudes. 
Uh, let's do a little horror news there, man. Let's roll. If you're okay with that. I'm okay. All right. <laughs> horror news. What do you got there, big guy? One very exciting little tidbit. Okay. Coming June 20th, Walmart exclusive, Skinamarink Steelbook. Oh, boy. <laughs> you going to buy it? Fuck no. Why not? Because it stinks. I know it stinks, but still, it's a steelbook. It's a, actually a cool-looking steelbook, but it's a terrible movie. It is. It, you know, I, one, one argument could be made that it's not even a movie. It's just a collection of weird... Static. Static and somebody dropping a camera periodically throughout a house i've got an old ass tv right now that i could turn on and get the same effect (laughs) (laughs) yep do just as much squinting as you would at a uh, bob marley did i just see a tit was that a nipple no i thought i'm gonna go ahead and beat off to it anyway (laughs) just to be safe we'll hash it out later i suppose (laughs) that's all the exciting news i have i might i might go ahead and grab a skin of marink yeah maybe uh the special features will clear some shit up there you go. Is it going to be worth? How much are they uh, asking for something? Oh, I didn't go that. You didn't far. even get that deep into it. I can't be no more than twenty bucks. At, well, maybe twenty five. Steelbook though. That's a that's an easy extra. Five dollars. I don't know. Man. All right, not, I'm going to talk myself out of it before it comes <laughs> out. I know I will. Uh, Venom three mm-hmm. is getting a Halloween 2024 release hmm. date. Never saw the second one. It's not bad. Uh, they keep saying that these are Marvel horror movies. They're not. Yeah. It's the same. Uh, wi- Wacky one-liners and gratuitous action sequences. Yeah, it seemed a little too silly. It, it, they always are. Yeah. You know, I think the closest thing Marvel has come to a horror movie is The New Mutants. And even still, that one was pretty wacky. Did you ever watch that one? No, I was excited for it. But yep. uh, then I heard nothing but kind of people tearing it apart. Eh, I think it got rushed after COVID. Because that was one of the first movies to hit theaters after the big COVID break. So... I don't know. No, yeah, I even didn't think of it as a horror movie. Did you see uh, Morbius? No. Everybody told me not to. Oh, man. Is that it that pretty, bad? It's pretty bad. Oh, man. It's kind of worth watching. Just because it's that bad? It's pretty bad. <laughs> that doesn't, uh, that doesn't uh, bode selling, well. It's not a good sales pitch? Not really. Hey, this is so bad. You got to check it out. Hey, yeah. smell my finger. It's gross. <laughs> Uh, trailers are up for a Spider Baby remake, Jason Harrell. A Spider Baby uh, Have you seen the original Spider Baby? I have not. I did see a softcore porno on, like, uh, Skinamax called Spider Babe, Mm. where a Mm. chick could shoot webs out of her snatch. Yes, starring Misty Monday. If you say so. I've seen that. Yeah. (laughs) Misty Monday. She was quite the uh, Skinamax name. Was she? Yeah, and uh, she did a a smattering of horror films. They were all low-budget as shit. Yeah. Uh, But you could see her naked any which way. Sure. She never went... I would imagine. She never went full-on into into full porn, unfortunately. I mean, she wasn't that... I never thought she was that attractive. Anyway, Spider Baby remake. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've probably seen the original. It's batshit crazy. It's about a family of lunatics. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. plays like the haggard old dad that's trying to corral them and keep them out of trouble. Uh, Sid Haig was like the uh, the main lunatic. Wow, how old was he? He at that was time? like twenty five, I hmm. think. Um, anyway, this is a this is going to be a full moon release. Oh boy, Spider Baby remake. <laughs> well, then it's certain to be uh, just the greatest thing ever. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, what else we have here? Sanderson Sisters Cottage Lego set. Hmm. There, Jason, coming, uh, going to be available this summer. Boy, they're getting their name attached to a lot of things. Dude, I st- will never understand the appeal of that those films. I still haven't seen the second one. I have no intention of doing so. Whatever, whatever you're into. It's nostalgia, I think. Predator versus Wolverine comic series coming from Marvel. Who do you think wins that fight? <sighs> I think Wolverine. Gotta go Predator. I think Wolverine, man. Nah. How do you get past the healing factor? A missile. I, I think he's taken a missile before. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know. remember him blowing up into lots of pieces. He might have. I don't know. Well, that's that's yeah. That's a good point because if the predator brings that tuna net thing that he has, that just yeah, just kind of dices dices you. you. Yeah, that that could be a problem. Uh, lastly, images are up for Peacock's Twisted Metal series, starring the insatiable. Square-faced would, Nev Campbell. Oh, boy. <laughs> At, uh, Roberta Zadar herself. <laughs> she does not have a Robert Zadar face, <laughs> sir. Um, it looks interesting. Um, uh, I've played the games. It's, uh, you know, car combat. Yeah, so what, she just going to drive around a bunch? I don't know. Or is she does she have wheels and she's going to battle other cars with her face? Literally. <laughs> That's what it is. They put wheels on her head, and she just smashes them with that massive jaw of hers. Um, it looks like some kind of a uh, dystopian situation, and it's like a reality show. Yeah, and you go and you compete. Uh, whoever they got, they got like their mainstay for that whole video game franchise is a killer clown that mm-hmm. drives an ice cream truck. Yeah. named Sweet Tooth. Uh, there's pictures of him he looks just like he does in the video games nice my favorite was always a guy called mr grim he uh rode a motorcycle and had a gatling gun and hmm. a skull head i don't remember him he I, was, only, he, I only remember the the one the, the sweet tooth yes yeah tooth. that's pretty much the rest of the characters were all interchangeable but yeah. uh, i always like mr grim so i'm hoping for a mr grim cameo well, now you're gonna have chinzilla mr chin <laughs> <laughs> mrs chin mrs chin damn it i misgendered her Possibly. I don't know. I don't know what she's up you to. You don't know what she's claiming. That's true. Could be anything. Uh, well, that's all we got on the horror news there, Chinzilla. How about some listener mail? Listener mail. Yeah, buddy. We got emails, voicemails. We got a crap ton of Terradome votes over on the website, from what I understand. Let's start things off with some emails. Jason Harrell, uh, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Tim is in the house. G'day, mate. Subject line, stupid monsters that look like Darien. <laughs> oh, okay. What's up, fellas? Hope we are all well and happy this week. Let's do the meat hook. Uh, what was last week's meat hook? It was top three movies. Uh, ridiculous. Stupid monsters. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Number three, Belial. I wanted to go with something different since it was already brought up, but yeah, this monster is stupid and sounds stupid just like Darian. <laughs> I think Tim and Tony have been hanging Apparently. out on the side. These motherfuckers. These sound like shared opinions. <laughs> Number two, the spider from It 1990. Such a lackluster ending to a decent film. No one would be scared of this except Darian because he's a pussy. All right, Tim. Jesus. Agreed. 
number one, D. Wallace werewolf, werewolf from The Howling. I fucking hate this design. It doesn't even look like a wolf, but more like a Shih Tzu thing. This is what Darian would look like if he was a werewolf. All right. Uh, well, possibly, but with smaller boobs. I always thought it was at least cute. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not saying menacing. I'm not saying scary. I'm just saying cute. Have you ever seen a movie called Late Phases? Old lady werewolves still heavily made up with gaudy jewelry. Mm. That's about the dumbest shit werewolf. It really pisses. It's because it's a pretty good show up to that point. Yeah, Uh, but then the gold. You're not intimidated by werewolves with pearl necklaces. Blanche Duvois werewolf. No, (laughs) I am not. Uh, Terra Dome, welcome back. Okay, I'm taking Rawhead Rex. You guys made points that the film wasn't great, and I agree. But the monster rules, so I'm going Rexy for the win. That's it for me this week. Much love. P.S. Sorry for the hate, Darian, but you voted for Rose the Hat against Rawhead, so I have to blame someone. You know I love you, baby. Yeah, sure, buddy. Sure, Tim. I get it. Uh, that's two for Rawhead Rex in the Rawhead Rex versus Rose the Hat Terra Dome matchup, Jason. He really made sure to... Uh, Hammer the point home. Yeah. yeah. I think he voted like 14 times. <laughs> Must have set an alarm on his phone or something. Uh, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Tony. Subject line, Darian is a turd. Well, there we go. <laughs> I think he just has like a padded room email template, and he just fills in the blanks every week. Darian is a poopy face. <laughs> Darian Mad Lib. <laughs> Greetings, Padded Room, for Terradome. I vote Raw Dog Rex. Speaking of the Terradome, if it isn't too late and I can take someone not on the board, then I will take Robert the Tire from Rubber. Oh, no, oh, a mountain boy. lion. Arr, <laughs> No, Tony, we are not putting Robert the Tire from Rubber <laughs> on the fucking Terradome. Because I don't have that kind of writing skill, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can do Jimmy Bones, I can do Raw Dog Rex, I cannot do a fucking tire. And by the way, you sons of bitches, I had to include tomatoes in uh, a Terradome a couple years ago, and I have not forgotten about that. Uh, That's all we got on the email, amigo. Let's get over to some voicemails here, shall we? All right, Jables, let's kick things off in Anderson, Indiana. Here comes Coop Nukem. Oh, snap. Hey, Darian. What's hey, Jason, up, dude? Maybe, buddy. Maybe not. Uh, hope you guys are doing fine. I'm okay. Anyway, I thought I'd do a quick call before I go into work uh, oh, about okay. the uh, three on a meat hook. Yeah. Still yeah, the, like, goofy, goofy-esque killers, uh, goofy-looking characters. Yeah. So what I have is um, my number three is uh, Evil Dead 2, that large demon at the end. That oh, yeah. Like a... Look like a forklift. I don't know. <laughs> Like a Jim Henson freaking meat wad. <laughs> sure. Um, number two, I have uh, the main bad guy in Demon Wind. Uh, yeah. He looks pretty stupid. Looks like somebody slathered it up. And so. this one I never knew of <laughs> until uh, Darian covered this uh, last year, year before. It was the uh, the killer in Gutter Balls. Never even heard of that. Yeah. Uh, I watched part of it. Uh, well, most of it. <laughs> that was. I, I. All I'm saying is. If that's what ended up killing me, I would be so pissed off. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good night. Talk to you later. Later. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Coop. Have you ever seen Gutter Balls, Jason? Nope. Uh, if you're ever in the need for a bowling alley, very bowling alley-centric slasher, 
All the kills are done with bowling implements. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, your slasher takes a pin and like sharpens it down into a stake. Yeah. But it does also feature hardcore penetration. Mm-hmm. So that's the movie for you. I'm sold. I mean... Do you, do you want do you want me to send you like an Amazon link or what do you, what do you need from me? I'm seeing if they have a steel book. For I'm it sure now. they do somewhere. You son of a bitch! Right on, Coop. Thanks for calling in, big dog. <clears throat> How about we get down to our main man in Alabama? Here comes Alan. Alan, padded room. What's, What's up, up Alan? Hope everybody's doing good. It's okay. Hmm. Meat hook. Yeah. Ridiculous horror movie creatures. Yeah. Number three, this is a low-budget shot-on-video thing, but okay. it's so silly. The zombie baby from this movie called Necrophiles. Huh. It is literally a baby doll somebody took and painted gray. I love it. <laughs> Number two, I'm going to go with the stuff from the movie. The stuff. I <laughs> yeah, don't uh, yeah. like that stupid movie. It's a dumb And number movie. one, and I'm so disappointed. Hmm. The bear from Cocaine Bear. Really? It looks like friggin' PlayStation. Okay. How hard is it to get a real bear or something? The CGI crap is just, All right. It looked like PlayStation. Okay. All right, so Teradome. Rose I'm the gonna Hat. I'm going to take Rawhead Rex over Rose, Rose the Hat. Rawhead I think Rawhead Rawhead Rose, Raw, uh, Rose the Hat is stupid, and she reminds me of one of my exes. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, what have I been watching? Um, I found a bunch of shot on video trash on Tubi. Okay. I've watched the L.A. Age Jabber. That's something <laughs> to do. Um, Love it. Called Necrophiles. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to check that's that. That's about a zombie that rapes people with a great, big, dangly zombie dong. Nice. Okay, and then perfect. And there's a... Uh, Zombie Demon Baby, and sure. let's see what else. Um, I watched this movie called Moonchild, oh. and then I watched Tell from the Quad Ed Zone. All oh. of these are on TV, they're all streaming, they're all shot on video, and they're all trash. Okay, but I perfect. loved them. Loved then them. I watched Renfield today. Holy crap, I loved that movie. That movie was so much fun. Okay. And, uh, see, so I got Teradome, I got Meat Hook. What am I looking at? Uh, that's it. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you later. See you. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Alan. I just want to see a movie called Zombie Dong. Zombie Dong? Yeah. Gangly Zombie Zombie <laughs> Dong. Ew. I'm sure there is a, probably a dildo out there that resembles. It's got like ribs on oh, it or I'm something. Sure. Uh, he called back. He must have forgot something. But wait, there's more. I forgot. Oh. Mr. Darian, would you be Devil? I would be. It seems like the Devil, but I know there was a couple of elevator movies that came out around that time. Yeah, no, I went with Devil. It. Talk to you later. Bye. Right on. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Did you ever see Devil, yeah. Jason? What did you think times. of that? It was pretty good. It was supposed to be the start of a Shyamalan uh, supernatural trilogy, hmm. but it tanked, so that was the end of that. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I've happens. obviously liked it enough to rewatch it a few times. Sure. Uh, let's get back to Southern California. We haven't heard from this guy in a while. It's Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, yo! Stranger. No. Hey, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? Good. What's up, Big Daddy? I do hope everyone's doing well. And, hope you're uh, doing well. Everyone's hanging in there. Hey, sorry I haven't been able to get through. It's uh, all good. Been super busy, stupid shit going on. You know how it is. Oh, I do. But so let me get right into it. You know, yeah. I want to uh, get in on the terror dome real quick, okay. and I want to let you know uh, that was not me that took Sam Kerr. I believe it may have been Tony 
that it taken him. Tony wants a tire. I was still debating between uh, Avery Lauder and Mal Fader, you know, from Witch Trap Witch and Trap Witch, and Ford, Witch respectively. Yeah, I couldn't, well, I couldn't quite make up my mind. I mean, I was shocked to see both of them in there. They're but, uh, actually neither one of them. Yeah, that was there. not me that <laughs> no. uh, took Sam first. So yeah. I believe it was Tony. Uh, but as far as the battles go, uh, Rose the Hat and Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. Yeah, put me down for Rawhead, man. <laughs> Fuck the hat. I, I don't know. You know, I've always got impeccable logic, and I sure. haven't seen the new Shining, so okay. there you go. And I have seen Rawhead Rex, so, you know. Every time go. somebody hey, votes way, for Rawhead Rex, Jason Harrell snaps through the a pencil phone, in half. <laughs> through email, through the website, through text. I don't think there's any possibility for any corruption. No. Good job, Darren. No, yeah, we got this down. Get that all right out of there. Yeah, buddy. Um, oh, on the educating department, are you that flick, uh, the devil, yeah. where they're stuck in the elevator and going up and down? You got Not me, Not 100%, partner. but I think you might be. Uh, you are correct. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get to mention real quick was um, the meat hook for the, uh, the worst Dumb creature monsters. design, the yeah. critters or whatever the fuck you're going with. Um. You know, I'm going to have to say, uh, for number three, I'd have to say my beloved Creepazoid. Mm, yeah. You know? Um, Looks nothing more than like a fucking rat, an oversized yeah. rat. In Sock fact, puppets. If I can get the Creepazoid for this year's Terror Dome, put me in for the Creepazoid. That's no, a good way to go. We're not doing the that either. is uh, already up. <laughs> the other one, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, huh. fucking Spookies. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's some really dumb shit. There's in some pretty movie. shitty fucking critter there's designs. A spider in there, Woman man. in you there. Got, like, there's a... the fart monsters, which are just you know wearing I don't know like trash bags yeah. or whatever. And yeah, fart sound. Yeah, and then you have a Grim Reaper that explodes, that can't move, but no. it's like super scary, I guess. But it's, not really. It's obvious that the fucking thing can't move. Yeah. But yeah, put me down for Spooky number two. Okay. Yeah, and then for number one, I'd have to go with um, with the Neon Maniac. <laughs> I know probably people are like, nah, the Neon Maniacs are fucking cool. Uh, and you're right. They, they were the are, village people of horror but movies. But only like the first two or three, like the Hangman's cool, the Samurai, yeah. the, the Beast. Uh, GP, did you ever see Neon Maniacs, Jason? I can't, I can't swear to it. They, I'm not sure. It's like these monsters that come out of Golden Gate Park at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like the village people. There's an army guy. There's a Native American in what would now be considered an offensive uh, I have costume. definitely not seen this. There's a, a construction worker, I believe. <laughs> um, there's like one scary-looking deformed like slasher dude. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. I believe I have the steelbook over here somewhere. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Tom Hardy called back, sir. GP. G-motherfucking. You knew it was coming. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know where the fuck I got caught off there, but I'll just say my number three neon is going to be, or my top one, number one, I guess, would be Neon Maniac. You got it. And I, like I was trying to say, I think before I got cut off, I think some of them are really fucking good. Um, like the Hangman, I remember, the Samurai, yeah. and there's like a beast well, thing. But the other ones that are kind of like in the background that I guess you're not supposed to look like, they just look like somebody's wearing a fucking, like a Halloween mask, you know, yeah. that they got from Kmart, uh-huh. you know, and and uh, maybe just wearing a t-shirt, or this one <laughs> over here, he's got a button-up shirt, it's like, this is, uh, I don't know how to fucking unemployed say it, guy. It'd be like if 
like the village people kept going <laughs> and then just started choosing like really random ass yeah. fucking professions. Like, sure. Here's I don't uh, know, this guy. Depressed he's, dad. He's the referee, you know, or he's the fucking <laughs> cashier or some shit like that. Nice. So it just sucks because like the first few are pretty cool, but after that they just I don't know they ran out of fucking steam or whatever. Sure. But um, anyway. Oh, on the what are you looking at department? I'm sorry, I'm already droning on. No, I get through let's this hear it. Shit, though. Uh, I did get to catch two flicks. Uh, one, an old slasher called "To All a Good Night." Okay. Um, yeah, typical fucking early '80s slasher. Sounds familiar. Not bad. A lot of tit lurking to be done. So, I like that you know, part. You got to give it extra points for that. Sure. But, uh, nothing special, you know. I take it or leave it. I did get to catch another flick called uh, After Party, which I think is also out as Slasher Party. Huh. I got to say, kind of, kind of a little screwy flick. Uh, not terrible, but not great. And then I was kind of trying to know a little bit more about it, and I looked it up after watching it, and I guess it's all these like, all the characters are like these YouTube influencers oh. or. Instagram or whatever. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, I don't know, it kind of fucking made, like, not a great flick, just knowing that. Right. It kind of made it worse. But it does have a great pair of fucking tips for you tip lurkers out well, there. Well, alrighty. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Hey, bye-bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Take care of yourself down there, sir. <clears throat> right on, right on. Uh, that's all we got on the listener mail, amigo. You got anything for Tony, Tim, Tom Hardy, Alan, or Coop Nukem? Thanks a lot, y'all. Love you guys. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get ourselves into a movie Let's here, Jason. Do. from 2001 Jason Harold it got sure 4.4 4 stars on IMDb 
directed by Ernest Dickerson, written by Adam Simon, stars the Snoop Dogg, Pam Greer, and Catherine Isabel, who I completely forgot was in this movie. It's got a hard R rating for reasons that we are all very well aware of. Um, I remembered not liking this movie at all. Not because of any social subtext or anything like that. I just thought it was kind of dumb. Rewatching it last night, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Really, all it is, if you ask me, is just a black version of The Crow, right? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, with a little more on the horror side than the action side, but still, it's just Jimmy Bones is <laughs> is Eric Draven. Yeah, with the, a, the wrath of with a, Jimmy with, Bones. With a pimp walk, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so our movie starts off <clears throat> with what I think is the best part of the whole movie, this very cool kind of, uh, I guess it's a flashback. Of, you know, 1979, this this uh, somewhat thriving black neighborhood in some unnamed city. And uh, Jimmy Bones, the pimp, played by Snoop Dogg, is like making his way around the neighborhood. And everybody's happy to see him. And he's handing out dollar bills. And kids dollar, are, dollar bills, y'all. Kids are climbing up on him. And he's a, a very well-respected member of the community. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into his, his building, which I believe was an apartment building at the time, right? It's kind Does of it? hard to tell because, yeah, because there was like. I mean, a, it, on the outside, it looked like one. Kind of. But like when you walked in, there was like that big spiral staircase. Yeah. And in the flashbacks, there was like a reception area right underneath it. Well, maybe he was set up in. Uh, he had a reception. Like a, like a penthouse suite sure. type of deal. But it's only like a two story building. I don't, know. I don't know either. Uh, anyway, he goes up there. And once he goes inside, like the music gets very dour. And then you see people smoking drugs on the street. And then, like, the graffiti starts going up on the walls. And then, like, buildings start getting knocked down alongside this house. And then there's, like, a a graffiti speed-up time-lapse thing. And the last frame is along the side of that house. It says Bones in these big, bright red letters. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, From there, we cut to... A couple of white kids in this neighborhood looking to <laughs> looking to score some looking drugs, to score, score some marijuana cigarettes, <laughs> some marijuana cigarettes for their their happening party or wherever they're going. <laughs> uh, they roll up and uh, hook up with the local drug dealers, a couple of knuckleheads. And would, would uh, you sirs have some reefer? <laughs> uh, excuse me, fine gentlemen. May I purchase some green from you? Uh, the the drug dealers are these. Two chuckleheads, and they're like, we ain't got the shit on us. Give us the money. So they give them the money, and then they send them around the corner to a loose brick on the old house. Uh, the kid, the white kids go back there, and they find the stash of weed, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's go. They're headed back to the car when a, some cops pull up, so they run inside the old house to get away from the cops. Now, the cops, it's like a, a detective and his, a young detective and like his old grizzled partner. Now, one of the biggest problems I had with this movie was this fat suit that they threw on the old grizzled partner. Hmm. I see what they were going for, because clearly we're going to see a younger version of this guy here in a few minutes. Hmm. You know what? I didn't even pay any mind to the They just like slapped some jello flabs on his face and had him say fuck a lot more and smoke (laughs) cigarettes. I I thought that that was really stupid, but... uh, Anyway, These the guys co- really want to crack down on pot smoking. Just white kids. <laughs> white kids are being oppressed in this neighborhood. <laughs> so they run up there. Uh, the, the old fat cop is like, don't go in there. Nobody ever goes in there. I've been working this beat for 20 years. 
And then the other guy's like, oh, shit, all right. So they go out. The white kids are like, oh, we gave him the slip. <laughs> Let's get out of here and get back to the party. And then we get a lot of um, Bram Stoker, Dracula, like shadow puppetry yes. on the walls, which is fine. And then uh, eventually they get scared and they go running out of the house. But then they stop on the porch to like catch their breath. And then one of the, the white kids get pulled back into the house and they're screaming in blood. And the other one is like trying to claw his way off the porch and then he gets pulled back into the house. And we never we don't get to see what's pulling him in there or doing anything, but it's uh that's pretty much the start of uh of the movie. Yeah. Right on. Decent intro. No, I was, I'm fine with it. Um scary stuff. Now we're gonna cut to uh I guess maybe a couple weeks later. We've got a local performing act, I guess, called the Resurrection Brothers. And it's uh, some kind of a DJ promotional team. Mm-hmm. Like they have a van. I, I guess they're a traveling. Sure, traveling. Du- traveling duo of, <laughs> of mixologists. That's what it is, uh, except they don't bartend. They just well, play music. No, mixing music. No, okay. The other mixologists. All right, perfect. <laughs> you can tell how urban I am. <laughs> some sort of traveling act, I believe, uh, going to local talent they shows. They do something with beats. Uh, I believe they have a record player. That they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have recently purchased a house, and they're looking to renovate it and turn it into a nightclub. Uh, they get in there, there's four, so there's four of them, uh, you have Patrick, Bill, Maurice, and I believe her name was Leah, played by Catherine Isabel. Now, three, I think three of them were supposed to be siblings, Patrick, Bill, and Leah, and then Maurice was just a hanger-on, I Uh guess, but I don't know. But anyway, the, between the four of them, they are the Resurrection Brothers, and they've just purchased the building. Dirt cheap. They get in there. It looks exactly like uh, Dracula's castle, and there's cobwebs in there. There's an elevator right in the middle, which is kind of weird because it's a two-story house with a spiral staircase that goes right up. Maybe it's a handy. It's ADA compliant. That's what I was going to say. Maybe it's a handicap thing or something. Sure. I don't know. They're like, oh, we got a sick deal. We're going to put the DJ booth up there. This is going to be the dance floor, and we're going to put some lighting, and we're going to do promotions, and it's going to be off the chain, yo. And they start kind of pooping around and looking, oh, okay. And then they end up down in the basement where they hear something scratching. So they open the basement door and this big black dog comes out. Um, they're like, oh, shit. She decides to take the dog home with her. And then while they're they're down there, uh, they find another like sub-basement door. And they open that up. And that's where they find uh, a skeleton. And there's a uh, diamond ring on one finger mm-hmm. and a butterfly knife, Jason, mm-hmm. laying around. Well, that's clearly what's uh, mentioned in the song, right? Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Now, uh, going back to our flashback of Snoop Dogg driving around the neighborhood in 1979, he had a butterfly knife that he was kind of twirling slash fidgeting with as he was driving or he was being driven around by his chauffeur. Uh, very cool. So now this is when Maurice is like, oh yeah, now I remember. And there's like a nursery rhyme about Jimmy Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his butterfly and knife. And his switchblade, they kept calling it. <laughs> now I'm not one to nitpick the weaponry of the movie, but it's clearly a butterfly knife. Yeah. And whoever wrote this little jingle clearly doesn't know the difference, Ernest Dickerson. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch! 
Um, so they're like, oh, okay. Maurice uh, decides he's going to take the diamond ring off of uh, Bones' finger. So the whole finger comes off, of course, because it's just a skeleton. Uh, from there, we cut to uh, them coming outside and like hanging around the neighborhood. There's a crazy old guy in, in a, like the building across the street. And he's like, hey, you kids, get out of here. Don't let that dog out. And they're like, okay, crazy old guy. And the dog gets in the van and goes home with him. So uh, Leah decides she's going to name the dog Bones because it's kind of fitting with where they found it and all that stuff. Very cool. Uh, now, off the bat, Patrick, who's like the leader of this crew, doesn't want to tell their father about like the acquisition of the place mm-hmm. or what happened or what their their plan is. So I think he's wanting to surprise them, but their dad is kind of a hard ass. Yes, he is. A little bit. Uh, probably rightfully so. Uh, so now we're going to cut back to the neighborhood where we're going to find Pam Greer, mm-hmm. who still looks good, I think. Well, at least she, in 2001 she did. I don't know what she looks like now. Probably a lot older. And her screaming hot daughter. She plays a, uh, what, a fucking fortune teller, I think. And her daughter, yeah, her uh, tarot card reader. Who, Pam Greer? Yeah. 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 And her daughter lives with her, but her daughter is her daughter is played by Bianca Lawson, and uh, I don't know if she's appeared topless in any movies, but I'm going to investigate that later on after my wife goes to <laughs> I'm sleep. I'm sure you will. Uh, they're like uh, walking around, and they see the people going in and out of of the house, and they're like, "Oh shit, girl, what's going on? Oh, the the house just got bought by somebody. What? Uh, no, it can't be." Um, now there's like a like scuttlebutt going around the neighborhood about the <laughs> Not house. Not scuttlebutt. <laughs> it's scuttlebutt, oh, Jason. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to watch out for scuttlebutt. <laughs> Damn urban scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt, I tell you. <laughs> in the first degree. Uh, oh, shit. Somebody bought the house. They can't. They, it's impossible. They couldn't have bought the house. Uh, but now they're seeing like the, the van pull up and people are doing work in there. Um, I think her name was Cynthia was uh, the daughter. She's walking by, and now we're going to get our love story between Cynthia and Patrick because Cynthia stops to talk to Patrick, and Patrick is being a gentleman, and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, we bought the place. We're going to try to fix this community and fix this building and mm-hmm. bring life back to it. They they get it in working order, and they start living in the house, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, if well, first off, if it's zoned for commercial – and you've got a commercial permit on it. I don't think you can have like residential living space upstairs. This is where you're getting. I'm just, I'm just spitballing this, this here. This is I'm, what you're scrutinizing. I just the that, zoning rights of that the building. And the butterfly knife, Jason. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they're like living there now, and now they're all starting to have these nightmares at night about um, uh, like tar people coming out of the walls and like reaching out at them again. Hey. I know. That was not an ethnic slur. <laughs> it's tone it, it down. It looked like they were covered in tar, sir. Uh, and again, we're going back to Bram Stoker's Dracula a little bit here. Um, and then there's the dog. The dog shows up periodically. We get like a predator cam situation that like floats through the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of evil dead. Very uh, Night of the Demons, I found. <clears throat> but uh, it's fine. Uh, this love story is kind of going on. Um, now it's it's almost opening night. 
Uh, and Patrick is going to break the news to Dad that he's he's bought this building using his own money, and he's opening it up as a club, and he's he's striking out on his own, and he thinks his dad is going to be so proud of him. So he takes his dad down to the shitty side of town, and apparently uh, this is where the the neighborhood that their dad came out of. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "What are we doing down? It's a bad neighborhood. We got to get up out of here." He's like, "No, no, I'll show you something. You're going to be so proud." So he takes him to the club. He's like, "Dad, I just bought this building. I'm going to open it as a club. Me and Leah and Maurice and Bill. We're going to. This is going to be our our starting business." And he's like, "You can't be our part of this building. You take it back, motherfucker." And then he's like, "No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it." We find out that it was Dad's company. I guess he's like some kind of real estate magnate or something mm-hmm. now, uh, that owns the building. And Patrick used like a fake something or other to buy it off the company yeah. for dirt cheap. Yeah, I think and, he did it through like a company name or something. Yeah, something. He went like in the back door to get the, the building. And that dad's really pissed off. And this is where we're going to get our more elaborate exculpatory flashback of what really happened. So... We're going to go back to 1979, Jason Harrell. When shit was fly. And I was a year old. Mm. How do you like that? In whatever this, we're going to go back to that opening flashback of Jimmy Bones uh, walking through the neighborhood. We're going to find out that Pam Greer was his girlfriend at the time. Uh, You can't make Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer appear to be the same age. You can't. I wish you could, but you can't. And that's the other thing. We've got some other elements here and none of them appear to have aged a single day. Their haircuts have changed. Mm-hmm. For example, <laughs> the uh, the now local crime boss, a guy by the name of Eddie Mack, yeah. who uh, runs the two knuckleheads that sold drugs to the white guys, he now wears a hairnet, mm-hmm. looks exactly the same as he did in 1979. <laughs> the only change is that the white cop put on about 100 pounds. Yeah. And I think it was all in his jowls. It's him sans jowls. That's the gist of big flapping jowls, Jason. Very distracting. Uh, anyway, it's uh, 1979. Jimmy Bones is getting his palm read by Pam Greer. Uh, and she's like, oh, Jimmy... There's a line going across your lifeline. you got to be careful tonight. And he's like, no, baby, I'm going to come back and stroke your neck some. And she's like, no, you got to be careful. <laughs> That's back. what he said, man. <laughs> he actually said stroke your neck. He said, I'm going to be touching your neck later. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, she's like, no, be careful. And then uh, his chauffeur, the big uh, crazy bald guy, his, he goes by the name Shotgun, uh, drives him back to his apartment building, I guess. Where they are met, and uh, there's a there's even a guy that runs the elevator. Uh, what do you call those bellhops? But it only goes elevator operator. Elevator operator. <laughs> it just goes up one floor, and then that's it. Yeah, job uh, well done. Job. He tips everybody. Jimmy Bones. He's a very generous man. He gets up there, and there's some guys waiting for him in his his palatial penthouse suite or whatever it is. And uh, Jimmy's like, no, baby, let me get into my bathrobe. So he gets into his... Before I stroke your neck. (laughs) (laughs) He gets into his bathrobe, comes out, and uh, Eddie Mac is there. uh, What was his name? Jeremiah, who is the boy's dad now. And then we have the now skinny white cop because Mm -hmm. it was 1979. And they've got a business proposition for Jimmy Bones. Uh, they basically want to start selling crack in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy says, no, man, that's for, that's not for my people. <clears throat> and they're like, oh, okay. And then the, uh, Eddie Mack and the cop both pull guns on Jimmy and they make him do a hit of crack. So Jimmy takes a hit and he's like staggering around. But then he pulls the butterfly knife 
and tries to take a slash at the cop, and then, of course, they just all light up and kill Jimmy Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot him, and then to ensure everybody's uh, silence on the on the deal, they make everybody present stab Jimmy Bones once, including Pam Greer. Yeah. So uh, his chauffeur, shotgun, stabbed him. Uh, Eddie Mack stabbed him. Jeremiah stabbed him. The cop stabbed him. And then they made uh, Pam Greer stab him. Yeah, also. these people's loyalty stinks. I mean, really? That's all it took? <laughs> That's all Jeez. it took. All right, whatever. Uh, now, apparently from there, uh, Jeremiah like used the money that he made off the drug deal and became this real estate magnate, good for him, married a white woman, uh, and had these kids, these DJ company kids. Um Shotgun just moved across the street and now is perched. Just, just yells at just people. Just yells at people <laughs> to stay out of that house. Uh, Pam Greer has a daughter. We can kind of do the math on how that happened. Uh, and it opened a fortune-telling shop and stayed in the neighborhood. Uh, Eddie Mack is now the big crime boss there in the neighborhood. And uh, the cop, Lupovich... Uh, just put on a hundred pounds and really doesn't <laughs> did look, nothing else with his just life. Just turned to f- comfort food, I think, <laughs> to help him cope. And that brings us back to present day. And now we know the story of Jimmy Bones. Now it's opening night at uh, whatever this nightclub is. It had a name, but it didn't make any sense to me. It was like I don't recall it. BNE two or something like that. Sure, I don't remember. Um, they got the club pumping. They got the lights. The music's going on. Uh, the dog is walking around eating. It's got like dog food, but it, I guess the dog just has free range of the nightclub. Yeah. So every VIP t- pass. Totally. Uh, even to the champagne room. Get himself a little Ooh. doggy doggy lap dance. <laughs> Red Rocket. Uh, anytime the dog eats meat, the skeleton in the basement gets a little extra like, uh, like flesh and bone on mm-hmm. it. Uh, the dog this time turns into, it's like, it comes downstairs and then it's walking through the dance floor. Nobody notices it apparently. And then immediately, bang, changes into a smoking hot chick. Uh, she goes and gives Maurice, uh, the fuck me eyes. Maurice is at the DJ booth mm-hmm. and he, he takes his cowboy he hat is off. quick to bail. He's like, I gotta go. And then he follows her upstairs into a bedroom and then she turns back into the dog and eats Maurice, mm-hmm. which gives the skeleton in the basement all the meat on its bones, yeah. and it's now up and walking around. Yeah, very Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, okay, excellent. Unfortunately, uh, the dog then, uh, Bill, the other DJ, is like, hey, man, it's your turn to DJ. So he goes up after Maurice, or actually he sends Patrick up after Maurice. Uh, Patrick's banging on the door. Hey, put your pants on. Uh, goes in there, finds Maurice's dead body. He's like, oh, shit. And then the dog just vomits like a rain of maggots all over Patrick. <laughs> yeah, a whole rain. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, now, because this happened upstairs, all the maggots are doing like a maggot rain yeah. down on the dance floor. There's people eating sandwiches down there. Who the fuck takes a sandwich to a, a nightclub? Nothing says proper club night like a good ham and cheese. I was going to say club sandwich. <laughs> That is bad humor, and I apologize. I loved it. <laughs> uh, people are like, oh, shit, it's fucking... And then, so they're all, like, freaking out. There's chaos and pandemonium on the dance floor. And then uh, that's when Snoop Dogg, like, actually, like, fully materializes. I think he blew out the pilot light on, like, a furnace or something. 
because he was like in front of a bunch of flames and then he goes and they all go out but then something else catches on fire and we get a big explosion in the nightclub and the whole place is on fire now yeah this place was open what two hours hours. yeah (laughs) tops apparently the building inspector never made it through there uh, so now we get like this big climat- climactic scene of the all the neighborhood scrums coming and hanging out, and we get uh, like Snoop Dogg with a trench coat and the top or fedora, I guess, walking t- like towards the door through the flames, and that's when him and Pam Greer make eye contact. Jimmy Bones, oh shit! Scary you need stuff. to lick my neck, Jimmy Bones. <laughs> you said you was gonna stroke my neck. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's actually pretty cool. I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah. That really one of the the only drawback of this movie is that it was made in two thousand and one, and it's because of that it suffers from a lot of two thousand and one lighting. For some reason, the early two thousands horror movies always had like these bizarro green tints to them all the time, and uh, just weird li- weird colored lighting all over the place. Uh, this is a prime example of that. Uh, so he kind of vaporizes with the smoke and then uh, Patrick and Bill and Leah make it out. And uh, what's her name there? Uh, Cynthia. Cynthia also. And there, this is when we get the big spiel from Cynthia about how my mama said there's two worlds and they, they there's two cities and there's two streets and there's a positive street and a negative street. And it's the upside down. Well, basically, yes, but it's – it makes less sense when she explains it somehow. I don't, I don't know why. But sometimes they cross over each other, and that's how shit like this happens. Uh, anyway, now Jimmy Bones is out. And uh, Patrick and um, and the rest of the DJ guys are like, we got to get home. Because they got like the uh, the scoop from Cynthia's mom about Jeremiah, their dad, and what really happened. So, oh shit, he's going after dad. So they go hauling ass to the house. Uh, which apparently is on the nice side of town, which is quite a ways away. Uh, back at uh, the shadier neighborhood, Jimmy Bones is out and he's on the loose. Uh, his first visit is to Shotgun, who plays the scaredest African American. Did you <laughs> see how terrified he was? In this so scene? much terror. Oh my God. <laughs> Jimmy Bones just pops up behind him, doesn't say anything, and he just starts. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, Jimmy's like, hey, man. So he turns around, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could well, He was going to kill me too, man. And he's like, you could have died with me, brah. You could have at least died trying. I'm going to need you to ethnic up this accent of yours I'm a trying. little bit more. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> but uh, and it's not an ethnic accent. It's a Snoop Dogg accent. Oh, is that what it Big was? Big difference. Okay. Uh, so... To make it easy, Jimmy just slits his throat with the, the butterfly knife. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's like, it's all over, baby. All debts are paid. And then he walks out. Uh, now he's walking down the street. His next visit, well, his next visit, well, he was on his way to see Eddie Mack and kill him. But those two knucklehead drug dealers pop up. And they're like, shit, why don't you get up out that jacket, son? And he's like, I'm on a supernatural high. And then I don't know what he does, but he like flings his jacket like a cape. And then two perfect human blood splatters hit the wall. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I liked it. Did he vaporize them? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) He microwaved them. That's what happened. Uh, And then from there, he actually makes it to Eddie Mac, who is on the point of nailing his blonde bimbo on a pool table, I believe. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we do get to see her breast for a second, but then she vanishes and gets put into a trash can, white trash, which I thought was kind of kind of fun. Sure. Uh, and then Snoop Dogg pops out, and Eddie Mac's like, "We killed you!" And he starts shooting at him with his guns. But of course, Snoop Dogg is the crow, so mm-hmm. he just stands there. Uh, and then he cuts off Eddie Mac's head, but that doesn't kill Eddie Mac. He's still trapped in his head. So now Snoop is walking around with Eddie Mac's uh, head or lantern, still talking, uh, shit talking head. And he's like, come on, man, what you doing with my head? Everybody loves a job talking (laughs) (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. (laughs) Jack-o'-head. He's like, I'm just using this to transport your soul, fool. Uh, and then he's, he's walking around and then I think his next stop was to the cop, right? Uh, he uses Eddie Mac's head to make a bogus phone call because Eddie Mac and the fat cop were still in business. Like he was paying the cop to, you know, turn a blind eye to the drugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, he tells the, uh, cop to meet him like in the, some random back room with a lot of piping, and again with the red and green lights to fuck everything up. And then Snoop Dogg pops up there and basically cuts the head off the cop also. And now we're going to cut across town to the nice part of town where um, Patrick and the and the DJ crew are getting to his house. He's like, where's dad? Where's dad? We got to get him. Unfortunately, Jimmy Bones gets to dad first and he just shows up in his office and he's like, how'd you get in here? And he's like, that's the first question you're going to ask me is how I got in here. I've been dead for 20 years. Uh, we don't really get to see what happens after that, except that Jimmy Bones and Dad like disappear through an open window mm-hmm. and then end up, I guess, back in the basement of the house, right? Because it's at? in that weird chamber with all the tar people, and they're all... So, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. What? They look like they're covered in tar. They could very easily be Caucasians. Oh, well, the feathers too? <laughs> um, so he's like, you, you going to kill me? I, I was just trying to do it. I'm trying to get my... And Jimmy Bones is like, man, you, we were 50-50 partners. Why did you kill me? He's like, I wanted it all, Jimmy, just like you. You would have done the same to me. And he's like, no, nah, man. And then he uh, like picks him up. He ta- he's got the two heads there with him, too, also, the cop and the uh, Eddie Mac, and he just sticks them in, into the tar walls, and then he takes uh, Jeremiah and sticks him into the tar wall, but then pulls him back out. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that's fun, isn't it? <laughs> does it, <laughs> does it a few more times. Um, eventually, he just lets him go in there. We get kind of like a quick snapshot of what's happening on the other side of the tar wall. Yeah. It's like a... Like a purgatory kind yeah, of situation. kind of like a mosh pit, but everybody's covered in... Vaseline and right. It's well, great. now you're just making it erotic. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to turn you on any more than I already have, Mister Harold. But uh, it's pretty nasty in there, and uh, it looks pretty. I'm not interested in going there. No. But that is about the time the kids make it back to the house. Now, somehow uh, beneath the basement, we find is also like a, a hidden door which leads to some catacombs. Uh, they go down there expecting to find Jimmy Bones or their dad. Somehow they end up in the further or the upside down or whatever you want to call it, which yeah. I thought was kind of silly. It's Everything's exactly the same except now it has like a pink tint to it. Yeah, very much. Which I thought was kind of dumb. Yeah, um, real heavy tinted. Well, yeah. Uh, Cynthia's like, ooh, we in the other, the other house now because this is the other side of the reality or whatever. Um, 
While that's going on, Jimmy Bones has pretty much abandoned uh, Jeremiah to his fate amongst the tar people and goes back and gets Pam Greer. It brings her into the house. She has made the discovery that somehow his soul is connected to his blood, which was on her dress the night that everybody stabbed him and was buried with him down in the basement all that time. It's like some kind of Monica Lewinsky thing. Yeah, you got to get the, the semen off the scar. <laughs> yeah, you get that stain off. Otherwise, you know, you're going to indict a president and that's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, so they're trying to... that that. She sold the kids on that. They're trying to get to the dress in the sub-basement to burn it and thus set Jimmy Bones free and rid them of this. Um, once they get to the pink-tinted version, uh, Bill gets pulled in, like, just randomly to, to the tar world, and he's gone now. And then uh, I guess the elevator is in the, the further also because they have to jump. So they get down there, and they find... Um, Jimmy Bones and Pam Greer are down there, and they've got like a whole, again, very Bram Stoker's Dracula-esque with like thousands of candles, and he's stroking her neck just like he <laughs> promised he would. I told you I'd stroke your neck, oh, honey. Oh, baby. Um, and this is, of course, where we come to the realization that Jimmy is uh, Cynthia's father. Okay. I, we kind of Who saw that coming? We could kind of do the math on that one. Uh, make a long story short, Patrick tries to attack Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy goes full Dracula and now has like the feral looking skeleton face, mm-hmm. uh, puts a pretty good beat down on Patrick while all that's going on. Um, Pam Greer was like, I gotta, I gotta burn the dress, but she's wearing the dress now. So she just lights herself on fire. Jimmy's like, no. And then he runs Much up. Much easier than taking it off and throwing it in. Yeah, fire. no, yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> or uh, maybe even some water or something. I don't know. Uh, Jimmy runs up and grabs her and he holds her and then they both catch on fire and then, like, the whole place starts crumbling around them, but Cynthia and Patrick manage to get out by jumping down the elevator shaft, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but somehow they end up back in the real world, and then they run out of the building, and then the rest of the place collapses, and that's pretty much the end of your movie, except we get a very dumb ending of uh, Cynthia coughing up maggots at the end, and she's like, I told you I'm a predator, or something like that. Oh, she? I didn't see that. Yeah, at the very end. Oh. Like, they're outside, and Patrick's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And then Cynthia, like, gives him a scowl, and then there's, like, maggots coming out of her mouth. And she says something, but I forget what it was. Hmm. It's a dark side, something, I don't know. And that is the end of your movie there, Mr. Harrell. It is. What did you think of Bones? I am surprised that I liked it as much as I did. I liked it much more this time than I did the first I time. I never watched it until this, <clears throat> or... No, actually, we watched it like a, like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of happy to talk about it coming up on this. Um, I thought it was going to be completely stupid. I thought it was going to be just another kind of urban comedy horror. Sure. Um, but There were no. a couple chuckles in yeah, it, I thought. Yeah, but it's very light on the comedy stuff. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, this is a straight horror movie. So I read that we're probably never going to see it, but the original cut of the film was supposed to be more in the vein of a, uh, like a universal monster movie where Mm -hmm. it was very suspenseful building up. We weren't even going to see Snoop Dogg until the third act. Hmm. Uh, but the studio wanted Dickerson to put together a more like structured, like horror film from early 2000s. Yeah. And they probably wanted to capitalize on his screen time too. Yeah. Of course. I mean, they're cutting him a hefty check. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Snoop Dogg is not an actor. No, he, not by any stretch of the imagination. He's but, basically playing Snoop Dogg in this movie. But, so, I mean, it was perfectly fine. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's better than a lot of shit I suffer through. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what kind of praise that is. but <laughs> <laughs> I remembered really not liking this movie very much at all the first time I saw it. Um, I still wouldn't say it's a good movie. I'd say it's, it's fine. It's watchable. Yeah. Um, it suffers from that... early 2000s horror movie formula where uh, you had to be very lighthearted some TNA in there just cause but all with this weird lighting and heavy doses of CGI which I don't think were necessary like uh, when when we go into predator cam and we start floating around (laughs) that's kind of silly but it was ambitious it was I mean given what it was you wouldn't expect that much ambition in it no no i think it could have been a lot i think they could have been just more paint by the numbers formulaic but uh it seemed like they at least like really tried sure i would have been much happier if they had just kept jimmy bones a straight villain Mm-hmm. Like he was the one trying to bring drugs into the neighborhood, and they killed him to keep yeah, him well, out. Yeah, well, and that's is kind of the unfortunate thing. He, he was likable. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And that's when most horror fr- franchises fail is when we start rooting for the bad guy. Yeah, which I feel like we were kind of doing from the word go in yeah. this one. Right on, man. It's uh, watchable. I rented it for three bucks on Amazon Prime. Where did you get it? Uh, got it out of the stack of 7,000 DVDs that we bought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just paid for itself, Jason. It did. <laughs> you watched one of them. Good job. Jason, let's take us a little break, amigo. Let's do. Yes, yes. 
like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, Jason Harrell. Yeah, boy. Would you be interested in starting a traveling DJ ensemble with me? I would love to. Excellent. Do you know anything about DJing? It uses records occasionally, and uh, you got to scratch them up, right? But we could probably just connect like an iPod. That's to all a you speaker. need. Yeah, well, EDM, yeah. right? You just uh, put together a playlist. Put, put your shuffle. You're, I got one of those go. those uh, Bluetooth speakers. Bang! I think we could pull it off. We need a van. We do need a van. We gotta Luckily, get a... I've got one. Oh, you have a van. Yeah, Perfect. Got the blacked out windows. Excellent. It says free candy on the side. I'm going to line up some <laughs> gigs for us and our iPods. Nice. <laughs> right on, man. You ready to get into this week's Meat Hook, amigo? Let's roll. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three movies we thought we would hate but ended up liking. Mm -hmm. Jason, hit me with number three. My number three, a little film called Dash Cam. Okay. Had a lot of hate. Yeah. Did not think I was going to like this. Mm -hmm. Everybody was so put off by the uh, the lead actress, but uh, I really love this movie. I like it a lot, too. Uh the only reason it didn't make my list is because I went into it completely blind. Mm-hmm. I picked it randomly off of whatever streaming service it was on. and Oh, huh, look at this crazy bitch. Oh, uh, yeah. I had heard a lot of negative buzz. Yeah. So my expectations were very low. Right on. What you got? My number three uh, is a movie that is a bit polarizing. <clears throat> it's absolutely... Ridiculous. It was made for the specific re it was made as an FU to the German film board. Okay. It's a film by the t- title of Necromantic mm-hmm. by Jordan Buckright. Have you ever seen it? I think I started it and did not get through it. Okay. Uh basically it has to do with one young lady's obsession with fucking a dead guy mm-hmm. while she's in an active and committed relationship. It's absolutely disgusting. There's a couple of sequels to that, isn't there? There's one. Okay. And it's just as dumb. Um <laughs> For as much as, I mean, it's just gratuitous gore and sex, mm-hmm. but there are some moments in there, like, the I couldn't help but identify with her boyfriend. The dead guy? No, the the living guy. <laughs> the dead guy, he's trying to get her off the dead guy, and she just can't stop fucking the dead guy as what? he's it's rotting a away. hard on. That's what I'm saying, you know? Um it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I liked it. There's there's some there's some weird animal stuff that mm-hmm. goes on. It's like uh, stock footage from like a uh, 
mink processing plant or oh, something boy. like that. It's pretty gnarly. It's Sounds like a real hoot. Wildly unnecessary. But uh, the story in and of itself, I thought, was you know well shot, if nothing else. Yeah? Yeah, necromantic. Nice. <laughs> Sounds delightful. I've got the steel book if you want to borrow Ooh. it, sir. <laughs> How about number two? Sitting right beside Serbian film. That's right. Uh, shit, that should have made the list. Uh, my number two, You're Next. Okay. And the reason for that is that after seeing it for the first time, we fucking hated this I remember movie. that. Um, and then fast forward, however long it took me to rewatch it, give it another whirl. Man, I love this movie. Yeah. Like, I really love this movie it's now. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, number two. My number two, um, similar situation to you and you're next. It's Dracula 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this in the theaters when it first came out. And again, it's got that 2000 horror movie formula. All the bananas lighting, the ridiculous characters. Uh, nothing really makes a whole lot of sense about the movie. But rewatching it, um, I don't know, probably five, six years ago, it's actually not that bad. It's got Gerard Butler as Dracula. Mm-hmm. I think he has two lines in the whole movie. Rest is just him walking around making chicks swoon. Um, <laughs> and me. And Jason, of course. Uh, it's got a kick-ass soundtrack. I'm going to say it's not good, but it's not nearly as bad as I remember. And now it's it's watchable. I kind of watch it with a, with a grain of salt in a weird yeah. way. Is this the one with James Woods? No, you're thinking of vampires. Okay, how about John Bond Blowjobby? <laughs> John Bond Blowjobby was in the sequel to Vampires. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Very well, I loose. I definitely have not seen it. Very loose connection between those two <laughs> movies, by the way. Okay. Uh, my number one, Dr. Sleep. Okay. For, Why didn't you think you'd like it? Because you hated The Shining so much? Because of my disdain for The Shining. Wow. <laughs> you are not going to let go of The Shining. Uh, I'm, it, it's not that I have a, a disdain for it. It's just that it's fine. Yeah. Like, I, it's just sets l- such a low bar with me that I had no reason to think that this would be anything exciting. Okay. And it's one of my favorite horror movies to rewatch. Sure. So, it's good stuff. Right on. Uh, my number one is a movie that... I don't even understand why I like so much. I could say that to about half of the movies you watch. Probably, but I don't know why this one struck such a chord with me that I had to go out and buy a physical copy. It got like a two-point something on IMDb. Okay. I'm talking, of course, about my uh, weakness, my deep desire. It's about the bats. No, the bats. Uh, Oh, the roost? The roost. Oh, no. (laughs) I knew I was going to like this one. This one (laughs) snuck up on me. It's a Ouija board movie called I Am Zozo. No, okay. And it's, uh, I think everybody I've made watch it has reported back that it's dog shit. I I love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I never tried watching it. I do remember you texting me and and saying, if you can make any sense out of this movie, that I would be doing good. Yeah, yeah. It's basically some kids go to a, uh, it's Halloween night. They go to an island where one of the kids' dad has a cabin, and they fuck around with a Ouija board, and it uh, basically drives them insane. Well, there we go. Yeah. Sounds so, great. It's, it's, I love it. That sounds fine. It's, it's like the, I think it's the atmosphere of the movie hmm. that I like so much. There's, very, there's like no score to it. Uh, it's shot all on actual film, not, no digital anything. Yeah. Um, it's very drab. It's like up, filmed up in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. And it's just these four kids uh, just kind of 
awkwardly sort of half-assed partying, but then the Ouija board comes out and they start seeing things. And it's nothing we haven't seen before, but for some reason, this one seems to work for me. Hmm. Couldn't tell you why. Okay. That's all it I got. It should man. be our immersion therapy. I've already made everybody watch it. They just yell at me afterwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me give you Sarah's rundown. I real would love quick. to hear it. Um, you always have something negative to say about this movie. Uh, her number three, Hell House LLC. Okay. I'm going to abstain. I don't know what your problem is with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a fucking formulaic found footage. It's got some creepy moments. Yeah, I'll give you that. But most of them don't. Some of them do at some point. You got to you got to look for them. There's somebody standing in the hallway or whatever. Skinnerink. Skinnerink, yeah. Uh her number 2, Christine. Okay. That one gets a lot of hate. I'm not, I don't understand why. She she had she didn't know anything about it. Okay. Um but she's is very surprised at how much she really likes this movie because it is kind of a slow uh, there's a lot of slow moments in yeah, that movie a lot of teen drama um and how many haunted car movies are do it well very few right so she had no reason to expect it would be good but okay dude christine's fucking awesome yeah i like it uh and her number one is the it remake okay and that's kind of the same justification as my Your Next. Uh, after she and I both watched the original It and hated it, mm-hmm. um, she had no reason to think she'd like the remake. But it's awesome. I like it. Uh, I probably like the first one better than the second one. Oh, substantially. Yeah. yeah. The, the kids part is always better than the adults part. Even in the 1990 version, I felt like. Right on, man. And that is it. your meat hook for the weekend, mates. It's movies that you thought you were going to hate, but ended up uh, not hating as much as you thought. Uh, let us know on thepaddedroompodcast.com. Click the contact link there. That'll shoot us an email. You can also click the three on the meat hook link. That'll shoot us the exact same email. Or you call us on the mental health hotline at area code 775-387-0275. In the meantime... Jason, it is fight time. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. I'll kill you all. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Welcome to the Terradome. Let's do it. First, last week's winners. 
Out of the Asylum Conference Round 1, we had Rawhead Rex versus Rose the Hat. Yeah, boy. Rose dug deep but could not find a mind inside the creature to attack. It was as if it were made of pure emotion and there was no soul at all. Then claws found flesh and blood began to flow. Rose began to cycle rapidly and then the end came quickly. With a vote of 16 to 6, Jason Harrell. Oh, so unjust. Rawhead Rex advances over Rose the Hat. Bullcrap. People love Rawhead Rex. Raw Dog Rex, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a very good movie, but they just love that fucking monster because he's so such a horse-headed fucking over-the-top fang beast, you know? <laughs> fang beast. <laughs> it's what he is. He's a horse with fangs, and uh, he could play play for the Raiders probably or something. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Congratulations, Rawhead Rex. Let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? We are in the Asylum Conference Round 2. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer. The cycle was never ending. Hunt, kill, flee. City to city and town to town for centuries gone by. Finding the worst parts of whatever city it was this year. Looking for the one house that everyone avoided. Buying it dirt cheap, and perpetuating the myth of the house's curse. For Jerry Dandridge, it was all so tedious. But this house was different. The locals wouldn't even walk on the same side of the street as this one. The realtor had mentioned its bloody history as an upscale apartment building in the 70s. Buried deep beneath a basement subfloor lie a skeleton rotten to the bone. Jimmy Bones was dead, but not forgotten. When the hound began to feed on Dandridge's leftovers, Jimmy began to feel like himself again. Singles competition, we have Jerry Dandridge versus Jimmy Bones, mm-hmm. Jason. Get us your votes on uh, paddedroompodcast.com. Just click the Terradome link and you can click whichever person you think is going to win the fight. The votes for that one will be up tomorrow. Tomorrow, first thing in the morning, boys. Yep. Or you can get us on the regular old email, uh, same place, or the mental health hotline. Those votes will count as double. Or just use the contact form and send your vote in. Do it however. So many ways. Whichever way you want to do it. And you can do, I don't know, can they do it four or five times? (laughs) I don't know. We would prefer not. We we wish you would, but. Tim. If you're really wanting, you know, uh, Jerry Dandridge to run away with this one. All right, that's your Terra Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's uh, Jerry Dandridge versus Jimmy Bones. In the meantime, it's time for us to tell you what movies we got to watch this week yeah, in a little s- fucking segment called What Are You Looking At? <laughs> what Are You Dropping? What Are You Looking At? How about The Possession from 1981? Mm. Uh, Caught this on the last drive-in with Joe Bob. Uh, It is something, man. Um, Like a 22-year-old Sam Neill trying to figure out why his wife is leaving him. But she keeps coming back to, like, do the laundry and make him dinner and stuff. Uh, Turns out she's fucking an octopus. Oh, there it is. That'll uh, do it. Yeah. It's uh, more psychological about him, like prostrating himself in front of her and trying to get her to come back and they have a son and he just leaves the son alone for like three weeks son's like five uh and then like his uh 
Does the sun resemble a squid in any kind of way? No. Okay. But they, they, then, they, like at the end, there's this bananas transformation situation, and um, I'm not sure I get it. Joe Bob did a pretty good job of breaking it down. Uh, plenty of TNA in this one. Uh, the wife was pretty hot, and she's batshit crazy. If you want to see somebody fucking octopus. Well, you know I do. You know where to go. Plenty of Japanese sites. That's it. Well, they are. There's that too. <laughs> uh, I watched that and I watched uh, Renfield from 2023. Nice. What'd you think? Um, it's comedy, man. Yeah. You knew the minute that they said Nicolas Cage was playing Dracula mm-hmm. that you were getting some comedy. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it. Uh, I had no hope of it being any kind of, you know horror film um our problem was that the comedy just didn't land for us i mean we don't don't know if we were just tired or that could be yeah i mean it wasn't the funniest thing i ever saw but you know uh there i got some chuckles like when uh dracula shows up at renfield's art deco apartment yeah he's like oh there's so many bodies i just oh yeah so many bodies huh uh i did like at the beginning when they kind of looped um Nicholas Cage into uh, the Bella Lugosi role. Yeah, that was that cool. was kind of cool the that way they cool. did that. Action sequences were a bit silly, I thought. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like the gratuitous blood. Sure, but uh, I don't recall Renfield ever turning into a uh, ninja warrior. Or <laughs> no, anything. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's all I got to look at, buddy. How about you? Uh, one little movie. Watch it today. Uh, Malum. Oh, nice. Where did you find that? First off, I rented it. Uh, Amazon Prime? Yep. Very cool. What'd you think? You're better off watching The Last Shift. It's a remake, but it's which like is, a reimagining. Which, which, by the same guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, he just got a bigger budget and he wanted to take another And I can it. appreciate it. Now, I will say that, I mean, it looked like a lot more money went into like picture quality. Okay. Like it looked crisper. Okay. Cleaner. Sure. Um some pretty good stuff and maybe i'm just not remembering uh last shift well enough but to me it seemed like there was a little too much um story like they they fleshed it out a little too much okay to where it was just unnecessary in malum or in, in last malum shift? okay uh in last shift it seems not that it's ambiguous uh, it's just that it's so much, it seems so much more spelled out in Malum. Okay. And it's just to the point of, okay, I get it. Right. Let, get on with the killing and get on with the gore and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Some decent effects, some nice. damn good blood. Like there's some uh, really good colored blood. I'm a, I, I'm a kind of a dork for Texture guy. like real good, <laughs> like crimson Looks blo- bloody blood. instead of, yeah. Um. But then towards the end, you got this fucking hokey looking shit. And hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I still give it a six out of 10. Okay. But it was more for visuals than movie and story itself. You've got to watch The Last Shift or Malum. I'm watching Last Shift. Last Shift. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Right on, man. That is all we're looking at this week. How about some immersion therapy? Yeah, boy. Immersion therapy.
You ever go to like a Starbucks or a, uh, I don't know, like your favorite fast food place and you happen to get the one cashier or barista who clearly hates their job so fucking much that it kind of ruins your whole experience? Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got from Forest of Death oh, yeah? with the entire acting <laughs> the entire acting ensemble. Man. I have seen some bad acting and I have seen some non-acting. This acting felt spitefully bad. Yeah, especially I don't remember their names. It, but the one matter. doucher with like the prepubescent goatee looking the, thing. Yeah, the top knot jammer. And his really homely looking girlfriend. Yes. Um Man, they stink. They're fucking terrible. The whole, everybody in this movie sucks. But they're especially... They were really bad. Why would awful. you have them be like your your protagonist? Yeah. You know? Switch out the rules. And why would you have her be the one like... Like he's all like hamming it up with her about, uh, you know, her taking some pictures. Right. And for her Tinder profile and all this shit. And like how sexy she is and you know they're going to come across real good like use the other broad yeah yeah the one that couldn't keep her shirt on straight the whole maybe time maybe they just handed the script to the wrong people it could be i'd hate to think that that couldn't get fixed you know oh sorry oh uh, no you over here i'm sorry <laughs> wait wait you're the homely one <laughs> yeah sorry you're not as attractive <laughs> uh it's pretty dumb man i'm going to tell you to avoid forest of death um yeah i've seen horrible skip- acting aside <laughs> It felt very much like they were trying to do the thing in the woods, like with the skinwalker instead of an alien. Yeah. What? It just failed on so many levels. Uh, I get it. You don't have a lot of money for for any kind of special effects. Uh, but just having the same actor pop in and be like, I'm going to kill you all now. Hey, I'm another guy. I'm a, uh, no, it's me again, but I'm still going to kill you. <laughs> Come on. It's not good. Put some effort into it. It's not it's good not. at all. I'm going to say you skip Forest to Death, boys. 3.5 out of 10 for me. Oh, look at me. I picked a winner, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> 3.5 out of 10. I actually would probably go like 2 out of 10. Uh, you could have saved us with some boobs. You didn't. Again, this falls into that kind of um, soulless, heartless horror movie. Yeah. Somebody tried to make a profit on this, and that's what they went with. And this is what we get. Bullshit. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Consecration from 2023. Find this bad guy streaming on Shudder. Check it out, inmates. We'll do the same and can compare notes next week. But now it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am stuck in a elevator in a Chicago high rise, and uh, there's four other people stuck in here with me. And uh, I don't know, things are kind of weird all of a sudden. And then the lights go out, and then one of them is dead, and then the lights go out again, and another one is dead. The lights go out again, and the first dead guy pops back up. I am Devil from M. Night Shyamalan. Um, not the worst thing I've ever seen. No, decent enough flip. Uh, I think he kind of stabbed himself in the foot with all those crazy twists he was putting in. And now we're kind of expecting it. And when he shows up without one, we're like, hey. <laughs> yeah. get, but you're that guy. Yeah. 
Where's my uh, twist? Swap a gender or something. Make it <laughs> time warp or I don't know. Who might I be this week, you ask? We well, do ask. Jason, I am a traveling magician. Uh, not a very good one. I do a lot of uh, like retirement homes, mm-hmm. uh, birthday parties, things like that. I was on my way to my next gig when my van broke down in the rural, rural French countryside. Okay, uh, it's going to need some work, obviously. I find my way to a village where these nutsack rube French villagers have convinced themselves, they're all dudes, by the way, that I am the reincarnation of the one chick that they were all in love with. Now, I've got hard cocks coming at me (laughs) left and right, and i got to fight my way out of this place. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I'll drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us, Jay. Tune in next week for Dr. Giggles here in Terra Dome Month. Uh, we have a Patreon campaign running. Go to support.paddedroompodcast.com, and it'll take you right there. You'll see all of our uh, swag tiers and different benefits you get from donating. Um, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. Find out anything you need to know about us at paddedroompodcast.com. And I think that's about it. You got anything else on the week, buddy? No, I think it's it. All righty. Four. Horny Frenchmen and the mm. weird cabins they live in. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, shitty extra long elevator rides. Uh, go into the hood when you probably shouldn't. No matter what kind of weird ecstasy party you're trying to score drugs for. And the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye.